We have a new sponsor for the month of March, Stacked Supplements. Stacked Supplements is a locally owned and operated supplement store located in five towns across the Midwest. Cape Girardeau, Missouri, Carbondale, Illinois, Evansville, Indiana, Marion, Illinois, and Paducah, Kentucky. Stack's goal is to help people get results by providing next-level service, products, and support. Stack Supplements is more than just a supplement store. They go above and beyond to help each and every customer achieve their goals and improve their health. Check out their wide selection of everything from general health products and vitamins, minerals, to pre-workouts, fat burners, and proteins, and so much more. You can check out their website at stacksupplements.com, and the link will be in the show notes. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Welcome back to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. Today we have a bonus episode. I'm going to answer the question, what do pastors do all week? We're going to answer that, and then for the pastors listening in, this can give you a little bit of structure and outline some handles on how to build a schedule. If, for instance, you're new into ministry, a lot of times you can be sitting in your church office or your home study and wondering, what in the world am I supposed to be doing? And so we're doing a series right now through biblical womanhood, but I wanted to go ahead and do kind of like a, a teaser episode on something we're going to revisit after this womanhood series, which is pastoral priorities. We're going to talk regulative principle shepherding or pastoring, where we talk about how the scriptures have prescribed pastoral ministry to work, and so who the pastor is supposed to be and what he is supposed to do. So we're going to look at that, but this can be, like I said, just kind of a little appetizer about what's coming. Let's go ahead and pray and ask for the Lord's help, and then I want to talk to you today about the four churches that I pastor. You heard that correctly, the four churches that I pastor. Let's pray. Father, we need grace always. We thank you for it. You always supply what we need. Lead this time, I trust you will. Holy Spirit, I pray you'd help make this helpful for the pastors that are listening in and for those who do have questions about what do, what do pastors do? They preach during the week, so they maybe they preach on Sundays and sometimes through the week and just help this to be informative and helpful and most importantly, help it to honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we're gonna answer that question. I've asked it before, you've probably asked it before and then when I first got into ministry, I was asking it all again. What in the world am I supposed to be doing? Right? I mean, you, you're supposed to be meeting with people you know, discipling people, preparing to preach. You know that's your first priority. You're supposed to pray. And so how does this practically work itself out? And there's some things that I've learned over the years that have helped me really schedule my time and this the, the time and, and my ability to give myself uh, to whatever work is in front of me is limited, just like anybody else. You only have a certain amount of time during the day. You only have a certain amount of time during the week. And so you really have to work through, how am I going to, to work this time out, and who am I going to, going to give myself to? What's the priorities here? So I want to lay out the four churches that I pastor. Number one, I pastor my family. That's the church that's the most immediate church to me, and it's a requirement for me as a pastor. So I pastor my, my family. That's the first concentric, concentric circle. That's the bullseye of who I give my best energy to. It's the only profession that I know of where your family health is uh, predicated upon your ability to actually do what you're called to do. Like your, your first calling isn't just the preaching and the pastoring, prayer and ministry of the word, but it's to the home. So it, we, my preaching is predicated upon me being healthy at home and our family thriving. So the home. Secondly, I have a group of elders that I get to shepherd alongside. And so my time is to be given to them. They're the next pastors, the next church that I pastor. Okay, pastor, church number two. 
elders of our church. And they also pastor and shepherd me and our family. But I give my time to our elders. So I spend a lot of time during the week with elders. And I'll share that here in just a minute. And then beyond that, it's the men that I disciple. So I have men that I work with and disciple. And they're the third church that I'm a part of, that, that I'm shepherding, that I'm taking care of. And so they come to here to my house and we go through books together. We teach life skills together. We, we go through uh, just what it means to be a man and what it means to be a Christian man and to build a household and to follow Jesus and, and all of that. So those are, that's my third church. My fourth church is the, re- the rest of the congregation. I am to always be smelling like sheep. And you've heard this before. Shepherds are to, sh- are to smell like sheep. And that's so true. So I spend time with our church family. But as we get in, in these circles, as we go out to the next circle, the next circle, the next circle, the less time I actually have to give to that circle. And then beyond that would be people like non-Christian friends and that kind of stuff like, you know, when they come here and there. And uh, so let's work through that. I want to work through that and lay that out. And then this will set us up well for the coming series after the Biblical Womanhood series. Okay, number one, my first church that I pastor is my family. Now, why do I say that? Okay, this is 1 Timothy chapter 3. And it's just so clear. He must manage his own household well with all dignity, keeping his children submissive. For if someone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he care for the church, for God's church? How can a man take care of God's house if he can't take care of his own house? It's an easy one-to-one comparison. Eventually what happens in a local church is that local church will look like the households of their leaders, of the of the elders. The elder's home is a micro and the, and the church is the macro version. So what's happening in our home is going to eventually be replicated. Now, it's not exactly the same at all times. So there's going to be times that there are churches that are actually more healthy than their elders or their elders are more healthy and they're, they're having uh, church difficulties. Yes, babe? What do you need? You need? The cube, the sound cube? That's actually upstairs on the ledge uh, by the fireplace above the hearth. Okay. Um, so family first. So I, I office from home. That was my wife and my daughter. It was Jordan Providence. And she's out doing school with Ransom right now before they go to co-op. But my first priority then is going to be working towards and shepherding, making this home a household that loves and honors Jesus, follows him, and is on pace to see the generations that come after us follow Jesus as well. That's what we want to build. We want to see, we want to see that. And so that's a priority for me. And a lot of my time throughout the week, even a lot of a pastor's time throughout the week should be with his family. And I would even say even more or as much as possible or even more than uh, other men who have jobs outside of their home, or maybe even work inside of their home, because this is the priority is that this household is healthy. That's the qualification that I have to have to be able to preach on a Sunday morning. Okay, secondly, uh, the elders. Uh, eldership is a plural thing. Each church is to have elders, plural, not just a single elder. And at our church, we have four elders, and we are about to bring on a fifth. And by God's grace, we'll have more and more as God continues to raise up godly men who have that healthy aspiration to that work. And so I spend a lot of time with our elders. And uh, I haven't been meeting with Brandon as much recently, but we do for lunch on Wednesdays. So three of our elders meet on Wednesdays, and then uh, we do we do lunch at, at this a place called Gresses in DeSoto. Shout out to Gresses at in DeSoto. But then also we do um, uh, 
uh, we do individual hangouts as well as time allows. And so today at one o'clock, Andy's coming over and we're going to spend some time together. And we just uh, spend time hanging out, talking about life and do some mutual discipleship stuff because we care about one another. So I want to spend time with our elders. So that's who I'm going to give myself to. At the risk of other people saying, hey, listen, you spend too much time with the elders. This, this is just a part of accountability. If a pastor is not accountable to his elders, he's probably not accountable to anybody. So there has to be a friendship within the elder team. And there's so many people and so many things that have been written that say otherwise that you can't be friends with your co-elders or pastors. And I think that's absolutely garbage. If you're not, if you're not friends, friendship, accountability requires friendship. If you don't have friendship, you don't have real accountability. So you have to be a good friend. You have to know how to be a friend. Um, and uh, in pastoral ministry, I mean, it's just required. Uh, so that's the second church that I'm a part of. The third church I'm a part of is the men I'm discipling. You know, Jesus discipled 12 men and then had 72 beyond that. And uh, their, their call was to do as Jesus did to them. So disciples who make disciples. And that, that's what we're called to do. If a pastor gets asked a question, hey, what do you do in the area of discipleship? And his first response is, here's the programs we offer at our church that I oversee. That's the wrong answer. A pastor should always be able to give names. Here are the names of the men that I'm discipling. Here's Drew. Here's Ben. Here's Lucas. Here's uh, Brandon. Here's This is the list of guys that I'm meeting with and meeting with regularly who I, I'm discipling. This is who I'm raising up. This is who I'm giving my time to. When I do discipleship, we practice masculine uh, discipleship is how, what I call it. So it's not face-to-face -face stuff. Sometimes we do the face-to-face -face stuff. But then we do, uh, but what we do is uh, the shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder stuff. So we go fishing together. We do a project together. We uh, you know, figure out how something works together. We're doing something alongside each other as we're talking about a book that we're going through or something like that. So that's the third church that I'm a part of. That's where I'm giving my time throughout each and every week. And then beyond that to the church. So I'm doing counseling with uh, marriage couples or I'll do individual meetings with people, meeting uh, with new people like I've met with, uh, with a new guy this week. Um, that uh, had been coming to the church for a while, and I just hadn't had a time yet to meet with him. So I met with him. And so throughout the week, here's what a pastor's life looks like. He is devoted to his family, but in this work of prayer and ministry of the Word, he's going to be preparing to preach all week long because that's what we're called to do is, is to preach God's Word. And so any and every time we preach, we have to be ready to open God's Word and say, Thus saith the Lord. Not because I came up with something witty, not because I came up with something that's going to be so helpful for people, but because God has spoken and we are heralds of what he has spoken. And then with prayer, we're, we're always praying. And so when I get into this new series talking about uh, what, the, what the scriptures have prescribed, it's a good thing to have this foundational, uh, these foundational things in place to know, okay, this is, some good, this is a good way, maybe for you, it has been for me, to get handles on what I'm, do, what I'm doing during the week. Okay, here, here's what I'm doing. Family, elders, the men I'm discipling, the rest of the church, and then you're going to have a ton of meetings with people. If you don't like meeting with people, you're not going to like shepherding work. If you don't like fishing with people or hanging out with people, you're not, or whatever it is your thing, then you're going to miss out. If all you like to do is preach and prepare to preach, well, that is the primary point of shepherding ministry. We shepherd through heralding God's word, but that is not the exclusive work of a pastor. It is required. It's a requirement to spend time with the people. Shepherds certainly are to smell like the sheep. And by the way, we are a sheep. We have a chief shepherd, and so we take our marching orders from him. So that's why we're going to get into uh, regulative principle shepherding 
here over the next, uh, here in about four or five weeks, we'll start that new series. Uh, hey, I didn't on the front end, but I need to on the back end. I'm wearing a different hat right now, but uh, you got to know about Stack Supplements. I'm so thankful for them and their partnership with us over this last year, or over this last month, and uh, for all of the month of March. And so if you want to get in on a great giveaway of four great products, then you can just follow the link that's in the show notes under the video on Gab or in the show notes on the audio on your podcast player. Okay, guys, hope you have a great rest of your week.